Oh, good. My kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this realm. Right? Good. Tony. Yeah, I'm just I'm questioning uh, Pilate here. Uh, why does he then say he finds the fault? Uh, one is about this. Is, it's not offensive to him being a Roman that there's no cause for alarm or anything like that. Right, yeah. And because they say that his, his servants aren't going to fight? Is, I mean, is that really it? Or is it just that we're peaceful, we're not going to fight or anything like that, but he still thinks he's probably half a crazy or Right, yeah. So I think that'll be a theme in chapter 19 as well. What is Pilate thinking? And it starts here, exactly. Like, Jesus said, hey, I'm not here to fight an earthly battle. So, did Pilate go, okay, well then from a Roman perspective, we're good. Be on your merry way. Um, yeah, other thoughts about this interaction with Pilate? Yeah, Mitch. Oh, sure, yeah. But uh, in 17, in his prayer, uh, in 15 and 16, that I do not ask you to take him out of the world, but to keep him from the evil one, they are not of the world, even as I am not. And then in 36, he says, my kingdom is not of this world, more of this world. So kind of tying that thought together from Yeah, good. Just as the disciples that have been following Jesus, they, Jesus has brought them out of the world and he doesn't want to, want them to be of the world, but in the world, not of the world. And now we, because his kingdom is not of this world, right? Good. Yeah, Karen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, why, why does Pilate concern himself? What is, what is he thinking? Other thoughts along those lines. Okay. So, um, so why would he ask, are you the king of the Jews? Okay, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, just from a judicial standpoint here, what kind of information, why are they bringing you to me? You know, what is it? Maybe, hey, let's make this easy. You confess what you've done and then we can go from there, right? Bob? Uh, 
that's, I would think, that's what he's con- going to be concerned about because he's going to be accountable to Caesar for, for keeping his territory uh, at peace. The right. The Jews, the, the Romans, would come in if there was insurrection right. and take away their place and nation. So, right, so there's a balance here between Roman interest and Jewish interest and Pilate is the Roman governor over the Jews, so he's got to respect the law and he doesn't want to cause an uprising. He also wants to squelch any uprisings and he's going to be uh, considerate of that um, as well. Yeah. Yeah, Caitlin. Great question. So, Caitlin's question is, Jesus says, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. So, what does that statement about testifying about the truth have to do with Jesus being a king? Right, same kind of same thing, but with the shepherd, right? I'm the good shepherd. Yeah, yeah, very good. They they will listen to him if he's the shepherd. If he's the the truth, if the truth is, I'm the king. And what do you do when the king speaks? You obey or you risk death, right? I mean, um, so I think it is interesting and a huge um, theological statement. That the truth is Jesus is the king. Um, and we've talked about this. Max kind of brought this to my attention was the crux of the gospel. The fundamental truth of the gospel. The reason that it's good news is that we have a king. Yes, we're justified by faith. Yes, um, we uh, our sins are forgiven. We have salvation. All of those things are good news as well. But the truth is God has become king and there's nothing you can do about that except obey the king or not. Jesse? Yeah, very profound that he's not just the king of this world. He transcends even that. My kingdom is not of this world. Like, you're thinking too small, Pilate. People think, they're all, they're all saying, Jesus, you're thinking too big. And he goes, no, 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 no. You're thinking too small. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. The truth setting one free, right? Free from all of these concerns about Roman or earthly power. All of that is irrelevant. It's, it's that I can set you free from all of those concerns again, because you're not thinking big enough. Other thoughts on that section? Yeah, Raymond? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's about to sit on the judgment seat and proclaim some verdict. Um, and he can't even abide by his own verdict. But, uh, yeah. And then and for, for the, the judge in this situation to ask what is truth just reveals his limitation. Right, Jamie? Right. Yeah. What is what is truth? Yeah, exactly. Not knowing his body language, it it seems like he wasn't expecting an answer to that because he walked out, at least in the, in the, the text that is preserved for us. He asked that question and then walks out, right? So let's see what he does next. If you'd stand, we'll read uh, up through uh, 19 verse 16. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, here's the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, crucify, crucify. But Pilate answered, you take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, we have a law and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? He asked Jesus, but Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free. But the Jewish leaders kept shouting, if you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the stone pavement, which in Aramaic Aramaic is Gabbatha. 
It was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the chief priests answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. You can be seated. Okay, what uh, what stood out to you this time through? Yeah, Micah. This is a very loud scene. Yeah. Love shouting. Yeah. Not the kind of joyful shouting, hallelujah, that you see all throughout the Psalms. Or at the beginning of the week. Or, the, or Hosanna, yeah. The son of David, yeah. Boy. I get this uh, feeling that nobody wants to accept responsibility for this. I mean, the Jews want him dead, but they don't want to do it. They want the Romans to do it. Pilate seems to be innocent. He doesn't feel good about doing it yet. Right, yeah. Yeah, it it reminds me of how we try and sometimes backdoor things and we like we really want this to happen, but we don't want it to look like we're the ones that did it, so we kind of come in the side door. Like they want Jesus dead, they want him crucified, and they'd really like the Romans to do it so that they can say, Well, hey, he was crucified by the Romans. Don't don't come come talk to us because if they were to judge him based on the, the Jewish law, then they have a, a burden of proof that they have to come to. Um, but it doesn't seem like they really want to do that. Yeah, Mitch? I find it interesting that when he heard that Jesus had claimed to be the Son of God, that he goes back in and asks where he's from. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Why did he say, uh, where are you from after Jesus, after these people say that um, he's claiming to be the son of God? Yeah. Right, yeah. <clears throat> Good. So, trying to dig a little bit deeper here, maybe come around and say, let me ask you this question and see if, see if you'll answer that. Yeah. Oh, so Jesus was already, Pilate had him dressed for, for this. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys think about that as well? What, what's, why flog him and all of this? What's, what's happening here? Raymond? Okay.
Right. So yeah, here's the coronation of the king. Um, he's given a crown and a robe. They mean it to be mocking. Um, why do you think Pilate did that? Was he, what side is he on here? Mitch? Right. So maybe, uh, trying to appease and say, look, let me, let me make this guy look really silly. I'll put a crown on him. And maybe if he looks really, really foolish and we do this to humiliate him, that'll be enough. And everybody will be like, okay, yeah, we ruined this guy's reputation. We're good now. Right. Alan. Right. Good. Right. Very good. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Pilate's afraid. Uh, we learn in the other gospels that uh, his wife has had dreams and comes to Pilate and says, "Hey, don't have anything to do with this man um, because I, these dreams have have tortured me." Right. So. Um, so definitely, we have that. I also wonder. If Pilate would have heard about all the things that Jesus was doing, um, we see in, in, in many places Jesus didn't do any of these things in the corner. Um, he he was open. He healed lots of people. You got to know that that at least there's this reputation out there. I bet he knew. I bet he got an intel on people lining up to call him hosanna son of david the king i bet that that report made it to his desk so you take all of that all the stuff that jesus says and now there he's claiming to be the son of god i wonder if i wonder how much Pilate is afraid of his wife and how much he's afraid this might be the truth other thoughts yeah man Right, yeah. So they do seem to play the trump card with this idea, hey, uh, if you, any friend of this guy is, is no friend of Caesar, right? So it's kind of like they're, they're playing the highest card that they've got. And that is, um, this, we're going to call you a, a leader of a rebellion or allowing a rebellion if you let this guy go. Here. I thought it was interesting that when he brought him out in the road of the crown of thorns, he said, Behold the man, and so behold your king. Right, yep. Yep, so maybe his. Yeah, what do you make of that before I interject there? I don't know. I wonder about it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, what's, why, when he says, behold the man. Yeah, Vicki. Yeah. A demeaning term, yeah. Behold the man. Like, look at this silly guy. Um, he's not going to harm anybody, right? Well, the, the flogging and all that, sometimes you bring a person to death itself. So he, he's, at the point of death, it's not a threat. Right. Good. Yep. Let's see a hand over here. No. Okay. Other thoughts? Yeah, Lloyd. Yeah, so so Pilate definitely seems to be trying really hard. And it, it says, Nassim, it says, um, uh, when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid. That's not what I'm looking. Um, verse 12, yeah. he From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting. So we at least know that Pilate was really trying to avert this crisis. Yeah, and Marie. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. There, that phrase, uh, Emery pointed out, um, we have no king but Caesar. Um, Emery said that's one of the saddest verses to her because it echoes back to a time when, uh, God had to, um, uh, console Samuel, right? Don't, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. And they said, we want a king, right? Like the nations around us. And even they even rejected the kings, right? Um, yeah. What what else in that saying? We have no king but Caesar. Uh, any other thoughts on any of that? Yeah, John. Right, yeah. Yeah, Jesus' words and when he doesn't speak, 
it just is there's so you can just see the wisdom in everything that he says and everything he doesn't say and it all just points out that this is clearly being done to him with his approval with his allowing it to happen right Mitch did you have something yeah I find it Right. But this was the way that they could get to the end that they wanted. And so they were willing to say something that they probably didn't really believe in order to, you know, think how often does that happen in my life? Do I say things that I don't really believe at the root in order to get to the end? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're definitely trying to just whatever means will get them to this end right and and they don't care and that was fascinating to me i don't think they would ever say they're proud to have caesar as their king i think if they could have it any other way they would have and if they thought that jesus was actually strong enough to take down rome they would have been behind him right bob monday and then jane Right, yeah, this the sheep is silent before its shearers, right? Um, and Jesus fulfilled that and Paul laid out his claims and laid out his argument for the gospel. Um, Jesus here is in his wisdom and, and forethought silent. Jamie? I was just saying just to see the big plan prophecy be fulfilled. Yeah. Yep. Everybody is playing right into what God had predetermined. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, yeah. And my uh, my mind that has watched too many movies, I'm like seeing the back and forth, you know, preparing of the lamb and then Jesus being led to this trial. The lamb is led here 
Jesus is led there and they're just all marching. And in one, the juxtaposition there of one looking like a great injustice, like God has lost control and the other doing exactly what God prescribed and they are the same. They have the same end. Yeah. Craig will be proud. Bob? Yes. Yeah. The Passover lamb is being prepared while the Passover lamb is being prepared. Right? Yeah. Other thoughts? Good. Let's continue reading. Um, If you would stand and we'll read um, 17 through... um, I had this through 27. I may keep reading just because we're going to run short on time here. So, the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers crucified Jesus. They took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, They divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. All right, let's stop there and be seated. Okay, so... You've probably read this many, many times, heard it read. What, uh, what stands out to you? What is, um, what is painful to you? What, what stood out to you this time? Yeah, Raymond. Yes. Right. Yep. Not just in Hebrew, um, but rather all the world's languages, it seems like. Carrie in the name. Did they bring a cross 
with them to when he was facing time, or was there a span of time between um, verse 16 and 17? Yeah, so I think at the end of 16 it says, So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. I assume that he, they they took him and they did whatever preparations they needed to do in order to prepare him. And that probably included giving him the cross beam or whatever that looked like. If it was the whole cross, or I think a lot of people would say it's probably just the cross beam that, that held him up. So I, that's the way I read that at least. Any other thoughts? Yeah, Mitch. I, I love that what is is the kingdom of Right, yeah. Have you noticed how many things in this chapter point to Jesus being the king? The crown, the robe, the declaration, then that's reiterated again. Um, and then Pilate says it so many times, the questioning, all of this. So many things point to kingship. Connecting some of those points, um, when Jesus identifies himself as a king back in chapter 18, it just stood out to me, he doesn't say, I am the king of the Jews. He says, I am the king, because he is king of all nations, of right. all languages. And yeah. so that, that, that's interesting. Right, good. And I skipped over you. Did we get yours? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, it, it is interesting that Jesus is so close to being crowned the king, and yet it's he's leading to be the sacrifice. I mean, I, what author would have written it up? So that you would so clearly see the king kingship of Jesus while he is being assassinated. It's just uh, an amazing, um, amazing story. Yeah. Yeah, it's another way for Pilate to try and absolve his guilt by saying, look, if this guy really is the king of the Jews, I'm going to do my part showing that and um, hedge my bets. Bob, do you have a comment? Right, yeah. So, yeah, there is this unnamed force of evil 
uh, and the accuser, the deceiver, is at work in all of this for sure. Jesse, did you have a comment? Yeah, yeah, definitely walking the line of accomplishing God's plan that nobody would have guessed while also showing Jesus as king. Okay, what what else, what else stood out to you? Okay, so the casting of lots, yeah, fulfilled the the scripture. Good, yep. Yeah, Alan? Jesus bared his own cross. He said in Luke 14, 27, that whoever did not bear his own cross and follow after him could not be his disciple. He knew then the way in which he would go. And he would follow that up in that text in Luke, talking about who does something without counting the cost to see whether he can complete it. Good, good, yeah. Yeah, so powerful that before the cross was even considered in human minds, Jesus said, you've got to take up your cross as well. Mitch? Okay. And I also wonder if this is an insight into his brothers have not believed in him yet. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it is interesting that he's got brothers, he's got family, and he gives the care uh, to to this disciple. Um, it is interesting that John says the disciple that Jesus loved. And... Um, that's just an interesting way to put that. Um, why didn't he say the disciple that loved Jesus, right? But it's interesting that John sees himself as the one Jesus loved. Not, not that he loved Jesus, but Christ loved us first, right? And that's, that's his focus. I think that's a really powerful message. He kind of, Hidden plain, hidden in plain sight message that John saw himself not as the one who loved Jesus, but in that moment he saw clearly Jesus was the one that loved John. Raymond? Yeah, good. Yeah, even 
even in his death, Jesus was mindful of what needed to happen under the law with his mom. Anne? Right. Yeah, we assume that they had relationship with her, right? Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good thing to wonder. I I don't have um, any ideas. Yeah. Right. They're not. They're not. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they're there at the cross, right? Lloyd. Good, yeah. 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 Um, I think, I think Bergen Lee actually noticed this, but remember the sons of Zebedee, what their request was, or their mother's request, depending on which gospel you read. Hey, put us one on your left and one on your right. And Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking. Here, there's one on his left and one on his right. And then he actually, in, in the context, he says, it, are you, do you want to drink that cup? Um, and they don't know what they're asking. They're not asking that question for sure. They, they're not asking if they can be on the cross next to Jesus. Other, other thoughts? Yeah, Bob. Right, yeah. I don't know I don't I don't know what this implies about Joseph. Um yeah, it's a good question. I don't have a great answer for that. Um Right, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if 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 there was any confusion over when Jesus said I'm here doing what my father says, my father and I are one. Well, who's your who's your father? Are you talking about Joseph? Yeah, that, that would be confusing. You would think that if Joseph had died before Jesus' ministry started that that might be recorded, but it, it, it wasn't his father. Uh, it was his earthly appointed father, right? Okay, so I kind of knew this would happen. I'm okay with it, but uh, Mike and I will figure out who's going to teach the rest of chapter 19, and we'll get into chapter 20. Uh, we've got a couple classes left, so um, appreciate your participation um, in making the class um, enjoyable for me. So we'll pick up in 19 verse 28. Somebody will.